Welcome to the Intentional Living Center today. Dr. Randy here from um, the, the center along with Joel and Stephen. We just, we have a heart for you guys. We love you. We want to be able to talk about things that matter most to you. What are you facing in your life that you need a friend to talk to? Uh, and uh, someone who cares, and I do. And have with years of helping families over the, the years when it comes to figuring out what pleases Christ and then do it, living our lives in such a way that brings glory to God and benefit to you, the one gift I do have is to ask some questions. And so I'm happy to ask some questions and give you some input from our Intentional Living Center as you call 888-888-1717 and leave your comments on our storyline today, okay? Uh, we certainly would uh, love to hear hear from you. Uh, again, 888-888-1717. Let me get to our first caller here uh, in uh, Betty in Michigan, I think. Go right ahead. I'm out of balance. Let me just say it just that right there. Three years ago, I lost my husband. He had a brain tumor, and he survived about 11 months after it was removed, but he passed. And the difficulty I have is my husband's family was there for us. They were there. They were seeing how we were doing, even when he went into hospice. But my family was not there for me and my daughter and my husband. And I am very... I'm still carrying that broken heart now because it seemed to me that they didn't feel uh, it was worth their time to, to even just make a phone call to see how we were doing. There were a couple members in the family that once in a while they tried to be there, uh, but I've got like four brothers and a sister, and it was one brother and a sister-in-law that kind of was there for us. But when I start going into that kind of thinking, I go back and I'm like, Lord, just help me with this. I do not. And I I literally say, I choose not to feel this way. Mm. I don't know what else. I mean, I really don't know what to do. Yeah, I hear you, Betty. And a lot of people can relate. You know, they say that, you know, your true friends when you go through a crisis, you know, when there's a death, many times people later will reflect on you. Hey. I found that some of the people I thought were my friends weren't there, and the people I didn't think were necessarily close, they were there for me. Uh, love is something that we express and do, not just, you know, just think about. And so you've had a, what's happened in your life, Betty, is you've had this shift in your reality of your family. What you thought was a strong, close relationship, you realize they didn't get it. That's a really difficult thing to go through. You really have two choices. Either one, you express to them, you know, I just got to be honest with you. When, when I went through the tragedy with my husband and that time, I really felt like I was alone. My family wasn't there. That's one option. I don't know where that's going to take you, but that's one option. And maybe you need to do that individually or just express the fact that you felt alone during the process without pointing a figure, a finger. And the other is to just accept the fact that some people get it and some people don't. There's a reality. Some people just are drawn to help and support and others aren't. I know that's hard for you and for your daughter. And I think it's a reminder for all of us, boy, when people are going through a tough time, it doesn't take much just to reach out and say, how are you doing? I'm praying for you. I love you. How, what can I do? What one thing could I do? I could think of, I could name people in my life uh, that have been there when we've gone through a little difficulties and we haven't been through that, what you're going through, but, um, and then you can also think of those who, who, who aren't there. But I'll tell you what, 
If we allow our minds to stay focused on what we didn't get and the problems and the lack of connection in our life, then uh, we're going to stay stuck and Satan will love to camp there. So be intentional. You're going to continue to move forward, learn some lessons, go through the grieving process and love those folks anyway, which I I know isn't always easy. Uh, We're talking intentional living today. Uh, You can share your comments with us at 888-888-1717. Let me go to Fran, also in Michigan. Hey, Fran, how are you? I'm doing good, thank you. Good. What's your question today? My question um, is I have fallen out of touch with my children Mm. since 2004, um, since their father and I divorced. Did they cut you out? No. They did, yeah. They cut me out, correct. Why? Uh, Because I divorced their father after 22 years, and... They didn't agree with it. All right. So they're angry with the decision you made in 2004 and haven't forgiven you. Correct. Okay. That's not, by the way, there are a lot of people listening who've been down this road. They're in that right now. They've been cut out by their kids or grandkids because of a decision they made and that the kids didn't approve of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's your question yeah. for me today? My question is, what should I do about it? I've prayed about it and prayed about it. Um, my parents are 87, 86. They prayed about it. They don't have anything to do with any of my family. And um, they're very broken as well. And everybody is living the Christian way, but there's no forgiveness. Uh, so your children obviously are adults, have their own lives. Um, yeah. have, you have no contact with them at all? No, not at all. So what happens when you do try to reach out? Text them or call or card or something? What happens? They don't They don't respond back. I still send my grandkids cards and gifts of money for holidays and birthdays and stuff, and it's never acknowledged. Because you divorced their dad? Correct. Was there more to that story than just divorcing their dad? We just fell out of love, and I ventured off, and I regret some of the things that I did, and I prayed for forgiveness, and All I'm right. not sure what else to do. So, so you le- you left the marriage and 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 got involved elsewhere, and is what if I hear you right? And then Dad was there, took care of the kids, and was responsible, and you were out of their lives. Yeah, they were gone. They had kids of their own and at that time grown and gone uh-huh. yeah okay yeah. and have you have you uh tried to communicate with your kids in terms of hey i was wrong i blew it and this is it i have i've sent letters and um my parents have talked to some and they just have turned their their dad is the only one on his side of the family that that is living so yeah. My two kids are the only that my my ex has. So, um. well, well, Fran, listen. Let, let me just be really blunt with you. This is not uncommon. Uh, when a person makes a decision, in this case, your kids and you, you made a decision to leave the family, get involved, doing something else, deeply hurt your kids. They didn't understand it. Went through. They had to get some loyalty things going on. My loyal to dad, loyal to mom. Those kinds of things happen. They made a decision at some point in the past, 
about you and about the relationship with you. And here's what I have found and uh, in, in every person's life, once we make a decision, we tend to spend our days defending that decision. And so they're going to have to change their mind and heart to be able to reconnect with you. And that's going to be a hard thing. I've seen a lot of families where this gets, this starts, they get a whole new life, a new family, new friendships, and they just cut off the old family. And so you can't change what they're going to do or not do. It's the three-foot rule. You can only be responsible for three foot outside of yourself. The words you speak, uh, the letters you send, the comments you make, the attitude that you have. Other than that, you can't you can't be responsible for how they're going to respond. Now, here we're talking intentional living. I think you need to have an intention that says, I want to be the right person. God has forgiven me. I'm going to be the person God intends for me to be. I'm going to do my best to reconnect with my kids. But I'm not going to allow their lack of accepting apology or forgiveness from me and reestablishing connection with me to dictate my level of happiness every day. You've got to find freedom by saying, I'm doing the right thing now. I know God has forgiven me. I'll pray for that and see what God does in the future and then live your life intentionally. That's what you got to do. You really do. That's the habit part of this. Every day, the habit. I'm going to pray for my kids, and then I'm going to live my life intentionally for Christ. All right? We need another break? Okay, let's take a break, and we'll be right back. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. Hello, Dr. Randy. This is Sam. And uh, two years ago, I intentionally decided to uh, leave the intentional life by waking up in the morning and thanking God for everything that He has done for me. Also, during the day, I take time to thank him and thank him again at night when I go to bed and you know that has made a real difference in my life I'm more peaceful I have more joy and I get more encouragement to seek him in his word I also like to get your address so I can make a contribution to your ministry God bless TheIntentionalLife.com is uh, the web address, the best place to go to get to our website and all of our resources there, our podcast, our teaching, lots of things available to you at our website, TheIntentionalLife.com. Thank you all for your support in this new month, for standing with us. If you're not a part of the monthly team, come and join us today. We'll make sure you start receiving our monthly lessons. Uh, just go to TheIntentionalLife.com, click on the donate icon or call during West Coast Business Hours, 888-888-1717. Let me see here. Let's go to our next caller. Go, go right ahead. Yes, Dr. Randy. My name is Beverly, and I have a very difficult person in my life, and I can't run away from this person because this person is my son. He's 16. He turned 16 in January, and... He's mean, he's disrespectful, he's rude, he shows no compassion, and 
he doesn't talk to me the way that he should, and I've tried everything. And I am now to the point where a part of me wants to give up on him, but because of the love of the Lord and the love that I have for him, I just, I can't give up on him. I have such wonderful things that people say about him, how courteous he is and how polite he is and what a pleasure he is to have around, but I see none of that. I'm just, I am at the end of my rope. And I do pray all the time, and I look for answers in the Word, and it does help me. It helps me quite a bit. And if it wasn't for my Lord being in my life and giving me the strength, I think that I would have thrown a towel in on this young man a long time ago. I would love to hear from you. Maybe Mm. you can give me some pointers or some advice, anything. At this point, I am open to just about anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Beverly, listen, I didn't hear any reference to dad or any other sports system. It sounds like maybe you're doing this alone, trying to raise this 16-year-old. You said something really important, uh, which was he's everybody thinks he's a great kid, but when he gets home and closes the door, he feels like he can walk all over you. You've got to stop that. And I'll tell you the two reasons, for his benefit and the benefit of any future young lady that gets into his life because how he treats you is how he's going to treat other women. If he feels he can get away with any weakness, if he wants to be in charge um, and treat you with disrespect, which my guess is he's done for more than just starting at 16. I don't know. Was it caused by a divorce? Was there some other issue? I don't know. You didn't, you didn't share that, which is okay. But two things. One is there's a soft side and a hard side of parenting. The soft side is, I care for you, I love you, I want to hear your hurts, um, tell me what's going on in your life. The hard side, the tough side is saying, but you're not going to treat me with disrespect. You want to drive the car? Knock it off. You're not using my car. You want me to be making meals for you? You want me to be doing all these things, We're doing your laundry, taking care of things around here, and then you treat me with, with disrespect? I'm not a maid, all right? I'm your mom. And you need to speak up to him, and you need to hold him accountable. You need to set limits. He's 16. Honey, you got two years. You're 18. If you don't like being here in two years, when you're 18, you know, you're going to make a decision. We can either have a good two years or we can have a difficult two years, but you're not going to walk all over me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to accept that. I'm not going to tolerate it. And there needs to be specific consequences. I think as, as parents, we need to have that kind of backbone that says, these things are not going to be accepted in my home. But remember, the soft side says, I love you, and if you've got some issues, I want to talk. If you need to talk to a counselor, if there's things that we need to talk about together, man, I'd love to do that, to hear your heart, but not with disrespect. You don't treat other people like that, and I don't expect to be treated that way either. Sarah in Michigan, how are you? Hi, I'm great. How are you? Good, good. What's your uh, question or comment today? I really love praying, and I just started the whole journey of starting a religious lifestyle and I have a hard time fitting it into my everyday life. I, I like have a hard time sitting down and like in a sense coming up with a prayer or just I when I go to a church I, I don't really feel like I in a sense belong there but in the same sense I, I do. What, what is it that's drawing you to you say to religion what is it that's drawing you to that at this point in your life Sarah? I have a lot of 
childhood trauma. I was raised in a very horrible upbringing, and um, I, I've tried a little bit of everything to try to heal that pain, and I've been so lost for so long, and I finally decided, I was like, well, there, there's only one thing that I haven't tried, and that's trying a religion, being praying to God, and I've only been doing it for about a little over a month, and I can't believe how much I have already healed because I, I always thought that one day I was I was just going to have to die with the pain that I have. And now I already feel so, so much better. It's just every night I, I have a hard time coming up with a prayer to say mm-hmm. to God or show my appreciation. There, there's so much appreciation that I want to show, and I, I'm not really sure how to. You know, Sarah, I was, as you were talking, uh, this verse came to my mind. You know, the scripture says that when you seek me, when you seek for me, you shall find me. And what I hear is that you become and you are a seeker. You're really seeking God. You, you want to experience him more. You want to, you want to understand his love for you. And you're finding already encouragement in that seeking of him. Here's a question. Have you ever come to a point of saying, Lord Jesus, I'm at the end of myself. I can't do this anymore on my own. And I just choose today to humble myself and give myself to you and ask you to come and be in my life, be my Savior and my Lord. Have you ever come to that point? Yeah, I I did almost at the very beginning. (laughs) That's fantastic. And see what's happened when, you get, when we give our lives to Christ, we know the Scripture teaches the Holy Spirit. What you're experiencing now is this newness, new life, uh, as, a, as you have a relationship with Christ. And there's no special prayer you have to pray. There's not a prayer book that you need to pray from. Now, there are books that have prayers in them that can be encouraging for you. But just as a child before his before a dad, just to be able to pray your heart to Lord, Lord, what, here's what my experiences are today, and I ask you to, to give me courage and encouragement for another day. Thank you. I uh, appreciate Are you plugged into a church, Sarah? Um, no, I've tried a couple different churches, and I feel like I, each one that I go to, I don't feel like it's really... I have a hard time focusing on or understanding what they're preaching. Like I, the way that I was up, like brought up, my parents were far from religion, very, very far from being religious people at all. So it's, it's definitely very foreign to me. It's almost like they're speaking a different language. Well, it's a new language, and, it's, and uh, I, that's just a reminder. Pastors, let's not speak the buzzwords and miss the heart of the people, because the gospel is a great gift, and the Bible is understandable and life-changing. We need to present it that way. What, what part of Michigan are you calling from, Sarah? Um, I'm from the Cass City area. The Cass City? Yep, that's like in the thumb of Michigan. Right, right. So you're you're listening to uh, the Family Life Radio 99.7 station there. Yeah. Okay. Listen, I'm going to put you on hold, Sarah, and I'm I'm going to ask um, Stephen to to pick it up and see if we can connect you with our community relations people in Michigan uh, to to give you some ideas of some churches you could get you could really look to get plugged into. 
We're, we're glad you're listening to the radio. And you're going to find a tremendous amount of help and encouragement listening to the radio 24 hours a day. We're on our 30-day challenge month. Just continue to listen to the music. Let the music permeate into your heart and all the great things that are shared and scripture and things that we do. But alongside of that, you need to be plugged into a local community, a church, where the Bible's being taught. That's where the growth is going to really occur. You need to be around people who can help you, nurture you. We, we use the term a babe in Christ. It's like a baby experience. Wow, you're learning to, I don't understand all the words being spoken in church. I don't understand all the things that are being done. And um, that's okay. That's where we start. All right, hold on. Sarah, Stephen's going to talk to you. Let me just turn to, to you all before we take a break. When you pray for and support the radio station, you're helping Sarah. We have people every day. We think, well, it's only the, it's only the godly that turn it in. People go to church. People love Jesus listening. To the, no. We got a lot of new babes in Christ. We got people who are seeking. And we got a hurting world. And they turn on the radio and they hear the presentation of the music and the worship. And they hear the encouragement. And lives are changed. And so... When you hear the need presented to keep the station on the air, support the station. When you hear the need of what we do here at Intentional Living, pray about it. That's why we do this. Greatest benefit of the whole day is talking to Sarah. That's why we're here. I'll be right back. Laughter, fun, hope. You'll experience all of this at the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night. What's the process to build an intentional marriage? The reality is there should be a great big sign across our foreheads on the day we get married that says, Assembly Required. You'll have a great time at the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night. Friday, March 1st at New Hope Church in East Lansing. And Saturday, March 2nd at the Auburn Hills Christian Center in Metro Detroit at 7 p.m. Register at theintentionallife.com. Hey, listen, I hope you'll do that. And um, Stephen, while you're talking to Sarah there, I know Cass City is a little ways away from Metro Detroit, but if she can come, she's got a couple tickets from, from me to come and just have a, a great evening and learn a little bit about relationships and what the Bible teaches of being intentional. So let her know if she would like those. Um, it would be our gift to her. Uh, you know, those coming up March 1st in East Lansing, selling out quickly, Auburn Hills in the Metro Detroit area on March 2nd, Saturday night. I hope you come. We're going to have a life-changing, exciting, really fun night, but with some takeaway that could be transformational in your life. Okay? Uh, get your tickets. Go to theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. You can get your tickets today. And boy, we'll love to see you in a few weeks there. Uh, in in Michigan for the Intentional Love uh, Marriage Date Night. All right. Uh, Amber in Kansas, uh, what's your question? Hi. I don't know my particular question. I'm struggling with understanding what does it mean to honor your parents? I'm trying to discover that word. I feel like they still see me as you're a child. They see me as the mistakes that I've made as a child when I was under their care and they don't see me as the mom I am now, the wife I am right now. And yeah, I'm a mom of five kids. I am 32. Yeah. So I want them to know 
who I am. And I feel like even as a child, they didn't know who I was. They just saw the mistakes. Mm. Hey, listen, Amber, you may not change your parents. And the want that you have may not uh, come to fruition. And so accept that. The expectation may not be met. But boy, you know, you can try. And sometimes you got to use like a two-by-four to break through the hardness of a shell as a wake-up call. And you may want to start with both of them or start with your mom or your dad and just say, hey, i got to be honest with you. Ever since I've been a little girl, I don't feel like whatever I say, you really, really, truly know who I am. And you sound like a sweetheart, and I'm wondering if you just need to break through that shell that of, uh, of their expectation of who you are to who you truly are and just say, I wish you would just understand who I am today. I need to tell you who I am and what I'm going through. And, and give it to them. Give it to them. This is taking you out of your comfort zone. If you really want this, this is intentional living, right? We're talking about an intention. If your intention is, I'm going to give it all I can to have a breakthrough with my parents. I love my parents. I'm, they may never change. I love them anyway. But I'm going to develop the daily action or on an ongoing basis when I interact with them to just be real on who I am. And they may not like it, accept it. It may confuse them. And I'll tell you, parents can get easily confused with their kids when they grow up because you think, well, I didn't raise you like that. Uh, and then you realize, hey, they have their own life. And we connect with our kids, our grandkids, and who they are and how they've been put together. All right, uh, we're wrapping up the show today. I just want to say thanks to you all. We, You know, we talked about uh, inflation. <laughs> I don't know if I ever talked about inflation, Joel, on intentional living before. Uh, but we're all experiencing it. But it's a reminder, whatever the issues are you're facing, it doesn't make any difference if it's money, if it's kids, if it's a decision you're trying to make. The first thing you got to do is be very clear on your intention. That word intention, you say, well, I've heard the word. What does it mean? Intention is like a, a goal on steroids. It's like an aim on steroids. It's a powerful word. It's more than just, oh, I have a goal or an idea or a thought or I ought to. I have an intention. That's why even in the legal profession, they look for what is the person's intention when it comes to a crime, right? What was their intention? Maybe, maybe not what they saw, but what was their intention behind it? We need to have such a powerful intention that it drives us to that second step of developing the kind of daily actions that turn into habits in our life, decluttering those things which are keeping us from experiencing what God's best intention is for our life. And that's what this ministry is all about. Our ministry here at Family Life Radio, 24 hours a day, through the radio station you're listening to, is to bring you help and hope and music and encouragement every day. And we get a chance to slide in here for 30 minutes and just remind you that, you know, there are solutions to your problems. You can, you can energize that experience hope in your life to put legs on it, to actually live it out. And that's what this Intentional Living Ministry is all about. And it's here because of the prayers and the financial support of so many friends around the country who get it and are supporting it through the Ministry of Intentional Living. If you'd like to know more about what this is all about, come on over to our website at theintentionallife.com. Tickets available there for the upcoming Intentional Love Marriage date nights and other information. And also pray for Sarah in particular today, would you? Um, 
as she's continuing to grow in her faith there in Michigan. I'm Dr. Randy. Got to run. We'll see you next time from Intentional Living.